What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we're presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Boost the same game parlays to live and game odds. WinBet has exactly what you need to win. If you sign up today, you bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet. SportsGamblingPodcast.com, backslash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the NBA Gambling Podcast. MLK Day big boards are here. $100 gift card for every bingo hit. Details exclusively on the SGPN app. Make sure you guys download the app. And welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Super Wild Card Weekend is almost over. We got the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys tonight. My Giants got the big win yesterday. Jacksonville had a humongous comeback, celebrated at the Waffle House from Trevor Lawrence. It was just an amazing weekend of football. And if you are a dynasty football player, you need to be paying attention. There are guys out there that are absolutely playing for their dynasty stock. Isaiah Hodgins looked great. He's the most, he's a trending player for most ads. If you're sleeping, you maybe you missed. He maybe was available two weeks ago. He's he's no longer available. You got other guys that are playing well. And uh tonight should be, you know, should be a good game. Now, uh, today we're gonna go through a mock draft. We did a super flex startup, started a couple weeks ago, probably three or four weeks ago, and it just wrapped up last week. So we're gonna be going through the results talk about the top 12s at each position, and we put rookies in there. So I put kickers in the draft. We didn't draft kickers in the first round, but in place of those kickers are the rookie picks. And then you were able to draft the rookies during the draft. We have 24 picks selected. We'll go through the top 24 picks. So we'll give you a rookie mock draft and a mock draft for the Superflex. And we're going to go through some 101 trades. I put a question out on Twitter, and it went absolutely wild with some of the offers that people are rejecting um some of the offers and if they do not include you know the firstborn child they will not be accepted apparently and and then some people didn't get the memo and they are giving away 101s so it's all over the place um remember not every league is built different you know some leagues are more experienced players than others um but just because you're experienced doesn't mean you need to be uh, a wild man. Uh, some of these trades should have been accepted, in my opinion, and they were not. So, uh, Brad, how are we doing today, sir? I'm good, man. I'm sporting my Maker's Mark shirt. I took my old man to Maker's Mark Distillery for his birthday. Did a little bit of distillery tour. So I'm drinking some Maker's Mark toasted marshmallow. It smells just like toasted marshmallows. However, it does not taste like toasted marshmallows. It actually tastes like bourbon. Uh, it was a really cool tour. Uh, we t- we chatted on Thursday while I was out for that. Audio was crap. I'm hoping my audio is back to normal, uh, which at times can be super loud. So hopefully it's not too loud. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to get into this mock draft. All right. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is we had two big declares today. Quentin Johnson from TCU declared he's potentially a top 10 pick, potentially a top 
seven or eight dynasty rookie draft pick. And then we had CJ Stroud, who's potentially the number one quarterback or top three quarterback off of the board. Um, both of those were big news. Um, any surprises there? Did you think CJ Stroud was going to stay? And who is your quarterback for Superflex? Who's your who's your 101 in Superflex? So I was not surprised about Stroud. Um, I was really surprised at the fact that he was contemplating going back, uh, seeing as though he was one of the top two quarterbacks most likely off the board, even though we're getting some of these rumblings of, you know, a lot of teams looking at Will Levis as possibly uh, the number one quarterback from an NFL arm perspective, which is a, an interesting perspective as well. Um, my 101 right now is still going to be uh, Bijan. I can't foresee going with, you know, whoever Houston takes, whether that be a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis, uh, unless their landing spot is just juicy. You know, if I see the Washington commanders take somebody, if they fall or they trade up and go get it, or the New York Jets trade up and go get somebody, uh, then I may reevaluate taking one of those quarterbacks uh, over Bijan at the 101. But right now it's it's pretty firm Bijan, and it's it's really probably not even close right now. All right, well let's uh, let's get into the mock draft. And so um, I'll try to blow this up a little bit for everybody. Um, the first pick was Patrick Mahomes. Again, this is 12 team super flex mock draft. And it's going to include the rookies in the rookies are going to be in the spots where the purple is. That's going to be kickers. Um, so Patrick Mahomes went first, Josh Allen second, Jalen Hurts two, Justin Herbert four. Uh, sorry, so Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Burrow, then Jefferson, Jackson, Chase, Murray, Lawrence, Lamb, Fields. Anyone in that first round stand out there, Brad? No, I mean, the top three wide receivers make sense. The run on the quarterbacks early on with it being super flex makes sense. All of those guys are pretty solid in their futures, right? When you look at Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, and Burrow. Lamar Jackson, we assume he's going to get paid in Baltimore, although there's some, you know, him not traveling with the team. He's trying to make a point. So does that turn into anything? I don't think so. I think he stays in Baltimore. Kyler Murray with his contract, Trevor Lawrence on his rookie deal, uh, the one kind of question mark to me is that very last pick at the 112 being Justin Fields. It seems like there's maybe a little bit too much recency bias and and maybe not fully understanding what the situation is in Chicago. Um, I just I don't know if I if I like that pick at 112. It seems pretty volatile to me with some of the other guys that you could get, whether it be a wide receiver or even some of these running backs that you could have taken in the first round. Uh, it's interesting to me because for the longest time you used to see a lot of running backs going in the first round of even super flex dynasty league drafts. And that trend has since been bucked here as of recently, really probably the last year or so uh, where the, you, that's not really how guys are, you know, folks are building their dynasty teams anymore. So that's the other kind of key thing to me is realizing, Hey, maybe I wait on those running backs until the second round. Uh, even if I'm in the back end. Yeah, and uh, Condre Miller um, out of TCU just also committed. He's top five uh, dynasty, uh, rookie running back for me. And uh, don't forget about Jordan Addison. He also com- he also declared this morning as well. Um, Brad, keep, keep an eye on any questions. Um, the second round, we had Deck Prescott, A.J. Brown, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddell, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, 
Evan McPherson is actually Bijan Robinson. Christian McCaffrey, T. Higgins, Tyreek Kill, Travis Etienne. Who stands out here in the second round? Yeah, it seems a little off to me, uh, to be completely honest, where we're seeing the trades for the 101 right now and Bijan and Bijan going this late in the second round. Uh, you know, we saw one trade in particular. It's going to be one of the first trades that we take a look at that is the 103 plus T Higgins for Bijan. And when you look at this startup draft, you see T Higgins taking just two spots below. So are those two spots really worth that 103? I don't think so, right? So that's a trade that I'd be smashing. Uh, and when you look at this is a really cool tool that, you know, up until a few years ago, I didn't really think about in a dynasty mindset of, hey, let's go look at startup ADP and use that as a mechanism to kind of grade the trade, right? Instead of doing some of these trade calculators and things like that. Uh, so that's really probably the the one big thing for me. And then the second is that Kyle Pitts pick. I cannot get behind that in the middle of the second round. Uh volatility, his performance, uh, I just, it's a little too high for me right now. Let's uh, let's check back, back in with the sponsors. Again, this mock draft is sponsored by WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win money, including live betting and same game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. It's great promos, odds, and payouts. They're all happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, you're going to get $100. Is limited to state availability. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. That's so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to James. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a play where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and hey, it was mentioned earlier, and we're going to mention it again. The R, the SGPN podcast for the NBA. The NBA Gambling Podcast is doing a special basketball bingo giveaway for all of the games that are happening on Martin Luther King's birthday. So all you have to do is subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube page and then click on the sign up link in the app. Make sure you get all the links exclusively on our SGPN app. A little under the weather and was screaming at my TV yesterday, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Third round, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Ken Walker, Deshaun Watson, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Drake London, Trey Lance, Chris Olave. Anything stand out there, Brad? No, I think it's pretty standard. The The one question I would have here is probably that Trey Lance pick. There's a lot going on there. Brock Purdy. Now, this draft was also done before the 303 touchdown, right? We've been talking about Brock Purdy 202, and, and what's he do? He just goes in as a rookie in his first playoff game ever and puts up 303. 303. Uh, so I do think there probably is a little bit of volatility with Trey Lance. I'm not saying the 49ers are going to bench Trey Lance or anything like that, uh, but there's definitely probably going to be a little bit slower recovery time. They're not going to force Trey Lance back if if he's not ready because they see what they've got in Brock Purdy and they know they can win some games. So that'd be the biggest one for me out of the third round. Yeah, I think uh, a couple things stand out. One, there's a two-round differential between the 101 and the 102. Um, so there's completely two rounds uh, difference, and this is super flex. Um, you're also looking at the fact that we still haven't seen Travis Kelsey come off the board. Um, and we're seeing the rookie you know, receivers get out there, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave. So they're 
right up there with the top 10, um, your top 10, uh, you know, at that position, which is, is interesting. You're seeing a lot of youth up on the board. Um, you're seeing a lot of running backs. I thought Mixon was early. Um, didn't necessarily like the, the Mixon pick when you have some of these younger backs on there. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, the Trey Lance pick was, was big. Um, for the fourth round, we have Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Then we had Bryce Young. That's A. Phillips there. It was Bryce Young at the 102. Najee Harris, Devontae Adams, George Kittle. Anything stand out to you? Yeah, this this is where things start to get a little crazy for me. Uh, when I look at the DJ Moore pick, I don't know how I feel about that. That early that early fourth round pick that I would definitely prefer to get him in the fifth round after some of these other guys. If I could, uh, you know, I'd prefer some of these guys that were taken after him: Jerry Judy, possibly Chris Godwin, possibly over him. Devonta Smith, I definitely want over him. Who was taking the next pick? Uh, and then the other one are some of the older receivers that are taken here when you're looking at Devonta Adams and Cooper Cup. When you look at it from a dynasty perspective, you're taking, you know, 30 plus year old receivers or wide receivers going into their age 30 season plus with a lot of volatility. Right. So I can understand if we knew what was going on with the Rams and we knew what was going on with Las Vegas, knowing you could probably get a couple more years out of Devonta Adams and Cooper Cup. But and I know we just heard Sean McVay is coming back and Matthew Stafford's a quarterback, but that didn't necessarily mean good things for the Los Angeles Rams this year uh, and Cooper Cup coming off as his injury. And then the volatility of the quarterback position in Las Vegas. We don't know if it's going to be a rookie there, if they're bringing in a quarterback uh, from free agency. We just we're not sure. So, I, you know, I'd probably be fading those two guys if this was the price for them. Again, going into their age 30 plus seasons with some quarterback volatility. Yeah, and so the the next round we got is is Tua, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin. This is the fifth round. Uh, Tua, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Tucker, um, that is C.J. Stroud, um, Kirk Cousins, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, anything stick out to you in this round? Um, no, I feel like this is probably pretty close to the right rock for uh, one of those quarterbacks. You know, a lot of guys are going to have them swap between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Uh, so I feel like this is probably the right spot for them. You know, after Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, I like that pick. Uh, and T.J. Hawkinson before Kirk Cousins, before Derek Carr. Now you're really starting to get into age and question marks, right? Russell Wilson, the next you know, couple rounds later is the third quarterback after them. And then the other big one, and I know you can't, you know, the value is is probably there, but there's no way I'm spending a fifth round pick on Dalvin Cook at age 29. Um, the the contract they have an out now. I'm not saying they move on from Dalvin Cook uh, or anything like that, but his injuries continue to knock him out a couple games a year. Uh, he's moving into that next age 29 season. And I just, you know, when Ramondre Stevenson's there, Tony Pollard is there, Damian Pierce is there, some of these other younger guys uh, from a dynasty perspective, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards one of them instead of Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So you have uh, 409 was Bryce Young and then 5-6 was C.J. Stroud. So you talked earlier about like using this as an evaluation tool for your calculator. 
And I've seen people that are you know pretty heavy hitters in the industry that say don't do that. I disagree, and I totally agree with what you said. And so I'm looking at it. So 409 is the equivalent of 102. So Najee Harris or 102, right? Um, I'd probably take the 102. And that's what they did. Devontae yep. Adams or the 102? 102. George Kittle or the 102? 102. Tua Tagovailoa or 102? 102. J.K. Dobbins or 102? Uh, 102 probably still. That one's close for me because I, I like Dobbins a little bit more than this. Chris track. Godwin or 102? Uh, I'm going to probably stick Chris Godwin there. Deontay Johnson or 102? 102. TJ Hawkinson or 102? Uh, 102. And then 103 is the next. So you're taking yep. Dobbins over the 103. If I offered you 103 for Dobbins right now, would you take it? I, I would, depending on my team chemistry, I would definitely think about it. I, I, I am significantly higher. Like I already got Dobbins back into my top 10 dynasty running backs. Well, so, just all right, so and not to go off on a, on Dobbins, yep. these all all six seven of these players, yep. eight players actually. The one hundred and three, I, I think, if I were to offer T.J. Hawkins for the one hundred and three or Deontay Johnson, I would get laughed at. Yep. And yeah, maybe, Deontay Johnson definitely. And, and yeah. maybe maybe the same thing for you know Chris Godwin or even Devontae Adams at his age, or yep. Tua with his injury. And so all those players went before the one hundred and three. As my point, and I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I don't think you could get the 102 or the 103 for Debo. I don't think you could get the 102 or 103 for Cooper Cup right now. So I, I think it was a little late to really for these picks to go off and, the board. And I think this gets even more interesting when you get down to the players, you know, in the middle where it's like Amari Cooper or the 110 or, you know, Isaiah Pacheco or the 110. And you're like, no way, I give Isaiah Pacheco for the 110. But then you do the startup, and you end up drafting Pacheco around the same spot. Yep. Um, the next round, round six, Tony Pollard, Dallas Goddard, Derek Carr, Antonio Gibson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens. Then this was Jameer Gibbs. The next pick, actually, no, it was JSN. Tyler Bass is JSN. Christian Watson. Jameson Williams, Damian Pierce, Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah, so I this one again, you got some of those questionable quarterbacks, right? We won't go back into them and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. For me, it's the JSN pick. The, I would want JSN over Burks. I would want JSN over Gibson. I would want JSN over Dallas Goddard. Um, so this is a little late for me with that pick, with that name being the pick associated with it. You take you you would take George Pickens over JSN? I would. So you take George Pickens over the 104? Yeah, I think so. It's a lot, but I I I uh, like George Pickens a lot. Yeah, and and I, I know I've been hard on George Pickens. I saw more from him the other day where you actually saw some production. Um, you know, I've always said he has more highlights than fantasy points. Yeah. Um we saw everything. We saw the highlight, but we also saw you know, six catches, 70 yards and touchdown. And so um, I was getting nervous about hyper-efficiency players because they're just boom or bust. And yep. so seeing more consistency out of him and seeing that he was kind of the number one, that was maybe more interested. But I, it's it, it's definitely tough. I, think I'd, I would think I would take JSN, and maybe that's a little bit of rookie fever. 
Well, um, this is even, you know, you could look a layer deep. Would you rather have George Pickens or Deontay Johnson? Same team, right? I'd rather have George Pickens. So, I mean, I'd be okay swapping those two picks in general. So, Yeah, and this is where you go. I, if, if I'm in my draft, I don't want both of them. So I'm going to take the cheaper version. So I'm going to get somebody else, and then I'll get Pickens on the next round. Um, when guys are that close, I always take the second option. And that's also how I got Robert Woods over Cooper cup. I, um, uh, the next round was Jahan Dotson, Pat Fryermuth, Calvin Ridley, Dalton Schultz, Rashad white. Then it was Jameer Gibbs, Brennan Ayuk. Derrick Henry, Rashad Bateman, Christian Kirk, Marquise Brown, and Terry McLaurin. Anything stand out there, Brad? Yeah, I, I hate to go on this rookie rant, but there's a couple things. One, the rookie from this year in Jahan Dotson, you talk about hyper-efficiency, right, it, just a second ago. He's that guy for me, right? He had seven touchdowns on like 500 yards. I know he missed some time, but I, I need to see him get more targets before I can trust taking him over some of these other, whether it be running backs or even some of these wide receivers right now. And then Jameer Gibbs, the incoming rookie, is the other guy. I definitely want him over Rashad White. I'm going to take him over both of these running back or tight ends in Pat Fryermuth and Dalton Schultz. Uh, I'd probably want him over. Well, not probably. I would. I would take him over Antonio Gibson as well. So there's a couple swaps there. I'd be looking at that pick to have a little bit more value in it with Jameer Gibbs' name being tied to it. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And, that, and when you said Jahan Dotson, that's that stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley was a nice steal here. Um, I think some good value at the tight end position here. Um, looking back and seeing that I took Rashad White over Derrick Henry is interesting. Um, you know, some of these picture kind of made on the fly. And, uh, you know, I, I looking back, I probably would have gone with a different option here, whether it be Gibbs, Ayuk, maybe Bateman. Um, but seeing Dotson start the round and McLaurin end the round is interesting. Um, we don't know who their quarterback is next year. They're saying could be Sam Howell. Um, we've said before it could be Jimmy Garoppolo. It could be, you know could be uh, one of these guys in the draft i don't know i'm not taking dotson over mclaurin though yeah no definitely not and this is you know this is telling me when i'm looking at the fifth uh, let's see yeah the fifth and sixth round are the two we just covered or no sixth and seventh round um i'm liking the wide receivers that are coming off the board in the sixth and seventh round for value perspective there so when I'm looking at Jamison Williams and Christian Watson, George Pickens, Marquise Brown, Terry McLaurin, like these are a lot of guys that, you know, are they going to put up number one numbers every week? No, but I feel like the value that you're getting there to for these two guys to be a wide receiver one and wide receiver two and getting some of those young running backs earlier in the draft is probably the 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 way to go the way the startup drafts are working right now. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And then the next round, we have Miles Sanders, Cam Akers. Cam Akers is going to be very interesting this offseason. Um, that's the same thing we've said the last two offseasons. Um, Cole Komet, Kadarius Tony, Jared Goff, and then the next rookie was uh, Zach Evans went to the Popes. And then back-to-back -back rookies, we saw Sean Tucker go to Buckets. Buckets is really um, piling up those rookies. 
And if we did this this draft today, I promise you I would take Daniel Jones over Geno Smith. Um, Daniel Jones looked great yesterday. I, I, I think the Giants do sign a long-term contract with him. And Geno Smith, I think he might get tagged, transition tag, franchise tag. They seem to love him. And the talk is they're working on a, a quote-unquote long-term deal. Geno Smith is still just 32 years old. Uh, but he's not going to get a six, seven year contract. I see more of a, at the max, you know, three years. Um, James Cook expected more from him yesterday. Didn't see too much. Um, he looked good as a runner, but they didn't use him at all. Zero targets in the passing game. Dave Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, anything stand out in this round? Uh, yeah, Kadarius Tony to me is a. Uh, I mean, you said sore thumb. I think is the term you used earlier. There is no way. There is no chance that I would give any first-round pick for Kadarius Toney. Um, I get it. The upside's there. There's, you know, possibly Juju out of town, possibly MVS out of town because his contract allows it. Sky Moore hasn't really amounted to anything yet. There is no way I'm taking that shot, though. I just I can't do it. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm missing out. But there's a, that's a that's a shot in the dark to me. Even when I'm seeing some of these other wide receivers that are significantly older than him going after him. Yeah, I mean we're still at 107, and so 108 has been on is on the board here. And people actually at this point 106 was on the board, and people took Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Cole Komet, and Kadarius Tony and Jared Goff over the 106. And then looking back at it, I'm going. I took Geno Smith over the, you know, over the 108. And, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's, we'll see. I, I, you can see I started picking uh, rookies here soon after um, because you're just getting so much value. Yeah. Um, the next, the next round, um, we had uh, Tank Bigsby at the 108. Um, then Elijah Moore, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Youngway Koo, which was, uh, Quentin Johnston, Amari Cooper, then Jordan Addison, Mike Williams, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Juju Smith-Schuster, Aaron Jones, and then Keenan Allen. That's He's an older receiver. I get it. But, man, that guy is going to be able to play and start every week on your roster next year at the 9-12. That is that's good value. Yeah, I love that pick in the back end of the ninth round. It's it's solid. You can't ask for much more there. I think the one thing that kind of stands out to me, and it's more in name than anything, is I think Jordan Addison is worth more than that right now. Uh, in my eyes, I like him a lot more than, I guess, some others. I think he's going to end up being my wide receiver, too, in the grand scheme of things, and I'm going to take him over some of these running backs. Uh, I just think the value is, is there. Um, so, uh, any comment on the 10th round or I'm sorry, the ninth round. Um, like I said, Allen, there is a big one. There's huge question marks with Ritter and Rogers. I mean, if Rogers comes back, it's a huge value. If Ritter becomes a starter, that's a huge value. If both those guys end up and Mac Jones, we don't know he's the star next year. Uh, I mean, we're expecting him to, but like, there's some pretty high picks considering the 110 is still on the board for guys that may not even be starters next year. <laughs> and if yep. if you're if you're not if your starter status is questionable this year, that makes it even less likely that you're a starter in 2024. And it just makes me very nervous for those guys that took those picks. Um, you know, 
the one guy Lance and Rogers, like mad jester. I know you told everyone you want me to tell all my followers that you had the best draft and I'm gonna tell everybody mad jester had the best draft, but um, <laughs> mad jester is, he's got some balls, he's got some big balls. Wink, wink. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He ain't scared. Uh, all right, let's move us into the 10th round here. We see David Njoku coming off at the 10.01, followed by James Conner, Evan Ingram, Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Hopkins. Interesting here, uh, possibly changing names at age 32 or going into his age 32 season. And we see three back-to-back-to-back rookie picks. Uh, Dave, what are those ones? Yep. Um, so that was Josh Downs, Zach Charbonnet, and Condre Miller. Okay. Uh, then we see Ezekiel Elliott at the 10.09, followed by Gabe Davis, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon. Uh, here, to me, it is the aging running back, right? This is where you see some of those guys that are 28, 29 years old, uh, last year of their deal. And all three, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, and James Conner, will be going into the last year of their deal with their respective teams next season. Uh, and you may not have a starting caliber running back out of these three later on. Uh, so I would definitely prefer any of those three rookie picks over James Conner, uh, most likely over Evan Ingram as well, age 28 with no current contract. I know he's looked good. I know he's had a resurgence and maybe he gets paid to stay in Jacksonville. We just don't know that right now. So the volatility there, I'd be sticking with a rookie pick as well. Yeah, and, you know, some people are putting together a roster. Um, some people are putting together just trying to collect the most assets possible. Um, you know, I'm okay with the Ingram pick just because of where they took him. They didn't go and put him in the sixth, sixth round. Um, but I get your point, and the same could be said about all these other guys. Are you, are you taking Njoku over these draft picks? Are you taking Josh Palmer? Um, yeah. people, people are asking, what do you do with A.J. Dillon? I don't know. And I, I think A.J. Dillon is going to do what he did a couple years ago. He's going to have a huge resurgence in value because people are going to see or think that Aaron Jones is going to be gone. Yep. And then Aaron Jones is either going to stay or he's going to leave, and they're going to draft somebody. Yep. Um, A.J. Dillon does not look like a featured back. He's just too big. Like, he's, he's too big. Uh, he's not your guy that's going to be out in space doing these things. He needs a compliment, a change of pace guy. And even if he's the 60-40, I just he's not going to get the receiving work. And so yep. um, I'm not going to buy him as a top 12 running back, and some people will. And a few years ago, people were going gaga over him. And I get it. He looks good in shorts, but not paying uh, top five draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I think this is another one of those situations you'd get laughed at if you tried to sell, if you had A.J. Dillon and you tried to sell him for a late first right now. I don't think it happened. Uh, people aren't going to pay that right now, so I think it's a little bit of an overdraft. <laughs> the other interesting thing to me is we see who is that ginger ginger beard, and that is not me, even though I am a ginger beard, uh, <laughs> taking Evan Ingram as his second tight end in the in the first 10 rounds is a very interesting way to kind of go through a roster build when you currently, I don't believe he took any rookie picks up to this point, so it's a very interesting build to me, not not something I would recommend when you already have a young tight end, up-and-coming tight end, in my opinion, in Cole Komet, uh, that you, you t- ended up taking in the eighth round. So, 
Um, all right, let's move us on to the 11th round. We see Brian Robinson followed by Mike Evans, Matthew Stafford, Darnell Mooney, and then we got a Cade York sighting. So who's that rookie pick for? Cade York is Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, Bolitnikoff Award winner, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then we correct. see Darren Waller, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders, followed by Cortland Sutton. Khalil Herbert, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Algier, Michael Thomas, and Wandale Robinson. So, Dave, anything stick out to you out of the 11th round? Yeah, we've been talking about tight ends. Darren Waller has fallen, and he has become a value, in my opinion. Um, I wrote an article, and I started writing why I was going to um, why I was going to sell Travis Kelsey. I ended up saying, no, I'm not selling Travis Kelsey. He's more valuable on my roster. And then Darren Waller, I started looking at what the trade value was, and I'm not trading Darren Waller either. And when healthy this year, he's been solid. And it's he's just, you know, he's out of sight, out of mind because he was a quote-unquote bust this year, even though he only played five games. And so I think Waller is going to be a great value. He's 30 years old. Um, he's not, you know, a, a 35, 36-year-old um, tight end. He's And he's, you know, he's, I think he's going to be good. Um Again, the same thing we've said the whole time. You know, I'm getting a 201, uh, 201 for the same price as a Leonard Fournette. And if I offered Leonard Fournette for 201 right now, they would not even respond. Yep. Uh, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton. I mean, Mike Evans, maybe after last week his values peaked up, but you could barely get a mid two for Mike Evans two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, for me, it's the there are three running backs that really intrigue me out of this round, all three of which um, could be starting running backs. In two of them's cases, continue to be starting running backs. One in Brian Robinson with the Washington Commanders, uh, who is the first and second down guy, right? There's, there's no getting around it. Ron Rivera is there. Scott Turner is out as the offensive coordinator, so they'll be interviewing uh, offensive coordinator play callers for that offense which, you know, does add some volatility there depending on whether or not they see him as more valuable than Antonio Gibson. It is very surprising that Antonio Gibson went, what, five rounds before uh, Brian Robinson. Uh, the other two are Khalil Herbert and Tyler Algier. I think Khalil Herbert can find himself as the starting running back in Chicago with David Montgomery entering free agency and then Tyler Algier if the Atlanta Falcons decide to go old school rebuild and not add a running back anywhere, even if they do, I think it's going to be later in the draft uh, where Algier looked really good, averaged almost five yards a carry. He he could be the guy there, and that's a great value in the 11th round. So, I agree. All right. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to the 12th round. We got current Free agent wide receiver and Jacoby Myers leaving the New England Patriots, possibly Greg Dulcich, tight end for the Denver Broncos, followed by Donovan Peoples-Jones, Dawson Knox, Sky Moore, interesting pick, and then Rob, Robbie Gold, who is? Israel Avin Ikanda. I'm not even going to try to say it because I'm going to butcher it. Running uh, back from Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, Tyler Lockett. Then we got back-to-back rookies again in Brett Maher and uh, Moore. Uh, we got Will Levis and Kayshawn Boutte. Okay, two interesting picks there. Uh, I, I'd be curious to get your perspective on those two in the 11th round. And then to round out the 11th, we got Devin Singletary, free agent running back for the Buffalo Bills, Alec Pierce, and Jordan Love. Yeah, so this, this is actually the 12th round. 
And so um, that was my pick of Will Levis. Um, it's it's whether you, whether you like a player or don't like a player, like I like Will Levis, don't love Will Levis, but at this price, yeah, give me Will Levis at 204. Um, Israel Abaconda, he's a powerful running back. He's got a, a he's got a thick frame, 230, 6'1. He's a power back. He's got some wiggle to him. Jeremy likes him a lot. Put him there. <clears throat> and the next guy was uh was Keishon Butte, which I think we all kind of let him slip through. He usually goes in the top 10. Um Butte might have declared to the draft in the middle of our draft. Yeah, I was gonna say this is right around the time that he was, eh, I think I'm gonna go back. I think I'm gonna declare. And so, so I I think that may have had something to do with it. Again, this was a this is a few weeks ago. Yeah, for me, the Will Levis pick is is the the right pick out of this round, right? If I look at these quarterbacks that are coming off the board after this, you got Jordan Love, you got Jimmy G, Tom Brady, Brock Purdy, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Malik Willis, uh, uh, Sam Darnold. None of those guys are really intriguing players right now. Um, I think Jimmy G is interesting, right? But you still need him to go somewhere. Uh, so to get a guy that's going to be drafted to be a starting quarterback somewhere, right? A lot of people think he's top 10. I heard today, uh, Matt Hicks, the FF educator, uh, on the rookie big board say he thought he was an early second round pick, but even those later, uh, those early second round picks most likely are going to be going to a team that needs a quarterback if it's a top five second round pick. So I think Will Levis is going to be a starter for at least a couple years, and that's better than any of these guys after him other than possibly Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, I like that pick there at the really in both at, at value in this startup and at the 204 in a rookie draft. Yeah, so. if Levis goes to the like end of the first round, I think someone goes in goes back into the back end of the first and grabs him. Um, I think he starts for a number of teams, and there's only a few free agents that are going to be out there. But you're looking at you know the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might be looking for a quarterback at the end of the first round. Carolina might jump up if they can't make a move. They can jump up from the second round. Atlanta Falcons could do the same thing if they don't pick up somebody else. Like there's a lot of options here. Um, Plus, there's guys with older quarterbacks that just might want to pick someone up to groom behind them, even though like you don't want to do that to Aaron Rodgers because he's going to get upset about it. Yeah, um, he's going to cry about it. Let's uh, let's recap real quick. So the top 12 rookies taken were B, it's a super flex rookie. B. John Robinson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, J.S.N. We have uh, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, Zach Charbonnet. We talked about earlier, Boutte declared during, you know, during this draft. And at this point, we thought he was out of the the running. The top 12 quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance. The top 12 running backs, JT, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, CMC, ETN, DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris. Receivers, JJ, Chase, CD, AJ Brown, Waddle, Higgins, Hill, Garrett Wilson, ARSB, DK, London, and Alave. Top 12 tight ends, 
Andrews, Pitts, Kelsey, Kittle, Hawkinson, Goddard, Najoku, Farmuth, Schultz, Komet, Ingram, Waller, Dolchik. Dalton Schultz scares the ever-loving bejesus out of me. Um, I just if he does not re-sign with Dallas, I just see Jonu Smith, not like skill set perspective. I just like go to a team, get hype, and just lay an egg. I think Austin, Austin Hooper, Hooper is the example you're looking for. Yeah, Austin Hooper's who I've used in the past. I didn't want to say him again. So literally any tight end that has changed teams, got a bunch of hype and disappointed. Um, I, he just, he terrifies me right now. So interesting that he's in, I mean, I get why he's in the top 12, but I, I, I'd struggle taking him until you know, for sure what's going on, but, and the next round. All right. So we're looking at the 13th round, starting out with Romeo Dobbs, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Cooks, uh, Jamal Williams, not Jamison Williams, uh, contrary to two J Williams on Detroit's roster, uh, CEH, Rondell Moore, Damian Harris, Chase Claypool, Kareem Hunt, uh, Jimmy G, Trey McBride, and John Mechie to round out the 14th. Yeah. I mean, here's where you start taking your darts and. Honestly, at this point, I could have just taken rookies the whole rest of the draft. Um, you're really taking darts. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was an auto pick, embarrassing to say. Oh. I, uh, yeah, I was kind of working that day and just missed my pick. So um, when I got back and saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I was not happy. I would 100% have taken any rookie on the board over Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but it is what it is. Um, Damian Harris, uh, I just don't see him as a starter somewhere. Um, Kareem Hunt could be interesting next year. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is a good value pick. If you get a starting quarterback at this range, and I think he does start somewhere next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know it's kind of chalk across the board. You're just throwing darts at people at this point. Yeah, the last three picks I really like from a value perspective. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback, Trey McBride, tight end with the starting tight end, still coming off an ACL tear at age 32, and Zach Ertz, and John Mechie being, he's going to be the alpha in Houston because Brandon Cooks is is wanting out. Uh, he's been very vocal about it, uh, both in season and since the season's been over, so uh, and he doesn't really help that rebuild right now anyway. And he's the fourth guy that I think is a really good, interesting value, a guy that's produced on multiple teams no matter where he's gone with Brandon Cook. So I like that pick uh, as one of these dart throws in the 15th round, uh, or I'm sorry, 13th round as well. Yep. Um, all right, 14th round, we're looking at Alan Lazard, Alexander Madison, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Tom Brady, Deonta Foreman. We got our rookie. Uh, with uh, McGinnis, you know who their rookie is for that pick. Um, it was it was Blake Quorum, but then Blake Quorum committed. Uh, okay, so we're changing changing it to uh, uh, Tulane running back Taiji Price. Okay, uh, DJ Shark, Zay Jones, Noah Fant, Hunter Renfro, and Adam Thielen to round out the fourteenth round. Yeah, again, uh, I mean, some of these guys might have some, you know, last year value for you. Um, Renfro, I thought, came on a little bit at the end of the year. Um, it's my pick, DJ Chark, and I picked him because 
I think he's earned himself a, a nice contract next year in a free agency class that is lacking. I mean, you look at the free agents out there and you think out of the top five guys, most of them stay with their team. So you're thinking DJ Chark because of Jamison Williams is more likely than some of the other guys to switch teams. He could be the number one receiver on some people's boards. Tim, Jacoby Myers, Al Lazard, Juju. He's really the only one that plays outside. And so um, put DJ Chark on one of these, you know, wide receiver needy teams as the, the one or the one B in the 14th round, sign me up. Yeah, there's a lot of guys like that here in the 14th round that I really like. Whether you're looking at Zay Jones or DJ Shark, I kind of see in the in a similar light, right? Zay Jones, uh, he is under contract with Jacksonville next year, uh, but they do have Calvin Ridley coming in. So what's his role turn into? Uh, they could make him a cap casualty and end up because he did get a decent contract. So he could find himself on a neat team. But you're also looking at other guys who could walk into some opportunity. And Alexander Madison is a free agent running back at age 24. Really like what you see out of him in Minnesota. And Deonta Foreman, who when he gets the volume, he is a stud powerhouse running back. So Carolina may be in the market and say, you know what? We're not going to draft one of these rookies right now. We're not. We're going to. We're going to bring in a quarterback. We're going to draft wide receiver for him. We're going to build a team around him. And Deonta Foreman is really kind of the running back you want in that type of situation, a guy that can pound the rock over and over and over again. You're not worried about him getting hurt because of his size or anything like that. So I think there's a good chance that Deonta Foreman ends up sticking around in Carolina on a team-friendly deal. So I think he's a really interesting pick here in the 14th round as well. Yeah, and Tom Brady, if he starts next year somewhere, he's top 12 quarterback most likely yep. and you're getting him for nothing i like lazard um i like madison here i don't know if he got dalvin cook as well i don't think so but alexander madison free agent next year uh, i don't know if he goes and starts somewhere or not but i think he's he's shown that with been given the opportunity he can produce and with some of these muddled backfields he might find some opportunity and he's the 14th round um he's got some value to him at the least some people might get hyped and you could trade him well, I mean, these rounds are literally rounds that you can look at multiple players that are winning people championships this year, right? Later on, Jarek McKinnon in the 17th round. Nobody, if you drafted Jarek McKinnon last year, he was 22nd, 23rd, 24th round, right? And if you held on to him the whole year, you're you're making it to the championship week on like a seven-game touchdown streak. Right, Alexander Madison with Dalvin Cook going down always fills in well. Deonta Foreman, Jamal Williams, like these are the these are the players where all you look for is really opportunity. Who could fall into some opportunity where I can either ride that opportunity to a championship or sell that opportunity at a premium when it happens? So, yeah, and so the last three rookie picks were Hennon Hooker, Rasheed Rice, Zay Flowers, and um, Devonta Chain. Um, Anthony Richardson and Michael Mayer. Um, Michael Mayer went to me at 207. Then I took Anthony Richardson. Um, I mean, Hennon Hooker, then Devon Chain, um, Zay Flowers, Rasheed Rice. Um, let's, I just want to show you guys what, you know, some people asked kind of like, what was my team? Uh, my team was Joe Burrow, B. John Robinson, Ken Walker, Debo Samuel, TJ Hawkinson. I always try to get one of the top tight ends. And I really, really like Hawkinson and how he has been in uh, Minnesota. 
Christian Watson, Rashad White, Geno Smith, Amari Cooper. Um, then I went, you know, kind of crazy with the the uh, um, rookies. I got uh, Kendra Miller or Kendra Miller, Jalen Hyatt, Will Levis. Um, I also got Michael Mayer and Hennon Hooker. Um, and then I had Clyde uh, Alaire, DJ Chark, Jerick McKinnon, Mike White, and Keontae Ingram. Um, who I, I I like Keontae Ingram. He was kind of my my fourth round flyer this year, um, and I, I'd like to see what he can do next year. Any of these teams stand out, Brad? Uh, I mean, you can kind of see what uh, Bucket Buckets only is doing here, right? He's that guy in your draft that just takes the, the entire first round, productive uh, struggle, kind of holds it hostage, most likely, right? And you're going to see two different kinds of players there. You're going to see players that go right into what Dave says is the productive struggle and is a middling team for five years in a row. Or you're going to see guys that go into the the rookie draft and hold all of them hostage and are trading all of them at a premium during the draft, which, I mean, if it works and and you can get the league to buy them there, that's definitely the strategy to take. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's also interesting with the build that he's got where outside of Justin Jefferson, he's got some age, right? And Darren Waller, He's got some age in Tyler Lockett. He's got some age in Cooper Cup. So he's really pairing kind of how do I get some youth and how do I have some quote unquote studs on the team at the same time? So it's a, a, you know, post rookie draft, it'd be a very interesting kind of team to take a look at. Uh, And I don't know the names off the top of my head looking at the kickers. So, uh, but that'd be the team that would pique my interest to take a look at the most right now. Yeah. He had CJ Stroud, JSN, Jamar Gibbs. Sean Tucker, um, I've all written down, but yeah, he had a pretty good, uh, pretty good draft class, yep. and uh, I, I liked his draft a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams on here. Uh, you know, with the the quarterbacks, I mean, Dak Kamish starting off with with Patrick Mahomes is kind of hard to argue with that. I like Tua and, and Kenny Pickett there getting George Kittle. I thought he had a you know pretty good start to the draft, um, but the Dotson pick it starts to crumble after that. Um, you know, what Jack, Jack did here, uh, he had a kind of a mixed build. He punted tight end, but Jalen hurts and Matthew Stafford with those running backs and receivers is pretty nasty. Um, at tight end, he was able to get Noah fan Jelani woods. So kind of a gaping hole there. Um, but yeah, with the kickers in here, it's, it is a little hard to look at some of these teams, but let's, uh, let's spend some time looking at the one one um, and we'll probably, you know, go on that for a little while and then maybe uh, pick that back up at the, the next show. All right. So, yeah, we talked about it already. Uh, uh, this guy right here, um, T Higgins and one Oh three for one Oh one. And he said he declined it. <coughs> and his words were, if this is what I'm getting now, I can't wait until the draft. And he might be right. He might be right. Maybe he's going to get more. Um, but just like the 76%, I would have accepted that trade and said, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I had one today, Jalen Waddle and the 103. Yeah, no, no, no Jalen Waddle and the 101 for Justin Jefferson. No, yeah, I'm taking Waddle and the 101. I would rather have Bijan and Waddle. Yep, yep, yeah. So let's go through some of these. Um, the guy that asked the question here, the guy in the yellow shirt, he said, um, should he trade Lawrence or Herbert for the 101 and a one QB? 
And I just tried to respectfully tell him that that is not I at all close. Um, you're not going to be able to trade one of those quarterbacks for the 101. Um, then it's uh, I have the 101, 107, 106, and 16 team. Can you know contemplating offering 101 for the 102, 109, 111, 115? Uh, what do you think about that? That's no. I mean, it's a 16-team IDP, so most likely you're probably starting somewhere between 20 and 25 players. Uh, there's no way I'm giving up all that first-round draft capital uh, for a running back that, you know, as good as he is, knock on wood, if he goes down an injury, you've got four other guys uh, in that 102, 109, 111, 115 that would be starters in your IDP team. Uh, so there, there's, that is way too much draft capital to give up to, to really move up one spot. So, yeah. I think if you look in the thread, I think somebody may have, uh, traded their child for B. John <laughs> Robinson. Um, people are, are going, uh, pretty crazy. Um, traded one, one Oh two, one Oh eight and Burks for the one Oh one and a one QB 0.5. He was really deep at receiver. And so, um, I what I my comment right there. I said it, you know, sometimes it takes severe overpay to get the job done. Uh, I'm yeah. not gonna screenshot to Brad and say trade calculator says that you win this by 0.5 points, and he goes, Okay, cool, I'll take it. Yeah, this so one QB makes it a little more interesting, right? Uh, a pick like this because that 108 and a one QB is really, you know, probably a lesser talented. Uh, type of guy who's going to maybe a not great situation where they're the wide receiver two or they're a backup running back or there's some volatility or, or whatever. So that's, you know, do I want to give up the 108 and the 102 and Burks for the 101? No, but would I give up the 102 and the 108 for the 101? I might, I might actually think about that or 102 plus Burks, any combination of the two uh, for the 101 is where I'd try to go if I could or at least start there. Like if you're willing to give up the 102, 108 and Traylon Burks, that's fine. But don't start with that damn offer because it's you yeah, know it's at, an overpay. Like, at least get 301 back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, right? I, I, I agree yeah. completely. I think you're a 108 or Burks away from that being an okay deal. Um, he was just offered T-Law and Mike Evans for the 101 and Superflex. He needs a QB. I have heard some Burrow. He's still thinking about it. And so um, – yeah, I told him I said that was that's an overpay, and I, I said I would accept that if I were him. Um, yep. I threw my article in there and and said, you know, basically this guy's gonna think about it because my my recommendation to everyone that holds the one on one, wait, just keep waiting. The offers are gonna continue to get better, but if you get one of these offers that's like the Godfather, an offer you can't refuse, yeah. Yeah, and in my article, I put some guys that I would trade straight up for him, like, and some guys that I think are worth more. Like JJ is worth more than the one hundred and one. Yep. If someone offered me JJ for one hundred and one right now, I could not accept that faster. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, and that's where I'm at with this one, right? Trevor Lawrence and Mike Evans. I, I would take Trevor Lawrence over the one hundred and one on its own, right? So when you throw in a Mike Evans that I can move for a you know mid second, mid early second, I'd be trying to do that as well. Uh, and and add to the team there. So I, I think that's really – it's probably a solid offer from a, you know, quote-unquote trade calculator perspective. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the T-Law side. And, and something we learned today is Brad and I both are, are dark dark mode. 
<laughs> yes. Both teams yeah. are committed. 100%. 100%. My wife is not. She's she shines over her phone at me like, look at this. And I'm like, God. <laughs> um, so I acquired the one on one of my Superflex League for this. He had five tight ends and needed an RB1 desperately. Yeah. Um, I, I my comment below, um, that's a steal in my opinion, and I would yeah, be nice. This yeah. is the kind, and and this is my probably my one of my most annoying. Like when you do a trade poll, there's always someone that responds with, "Man, I wish I could be in this league." Like that is such a a snooty, yeah, stupid response. So it did. Someone does respond that to this trade, I believe. Um, you know, it took a five thousand people, but one guy was that guy. It- yeah, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, this is – I feel like this is a solid starting point to kind of gauge the feel of the 101 owner to see what they have, right? That's not a disrespectful offer to say, hey, I want to give you Jahan Dotson to move up five spots, right? So the 106 and Jahan Dotson, a first-round rookie pick. 701 year, a number 16 overall NFL draft pick to go and get Bijan. I think that's an okay starting point. It's not going to get you immediately like, oh, my God, you're pathetic. I can't believe you sent that. We're not talking anymore. Uh, but yeah, I, it's also when you look at who you would get at 106 versus what you're getting at the 101, it's a pretty pretty obvious steal of the 101 right now. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at a couple more of these. So we got, okay, here's one. Here's another 101. This is a little bit bigger, a little bit harder to kind of break down. Uh, he sold. He's the guy that sold it. Yeah, okay. So he sold the one. Well, we can look at this either way. Would you give this up to obtain the 101? Uh, would you accept this for the 101? You know, which side is is the better side? So we see a little bit of a swap at the tight end position from Noah Fant to Daniel Bellinger. Uh, you're looking at the 101 for a whole slew of stuff, right? Because that 25 second, I, you know, does it really even move the needle? Not not really for me. So the 101 and the 210 for Daniel Jones, Devonta Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, the 105 and the 205. Yeah, so he moved up. Well, he moved back from the 101 and 105 and from the two or the – and the, the 210 to the 205 moved up. Yep. And um, he was able to acquire, you know, Stevenson, Daniel Jones, and Devonta Smith. And if this is a super flex, Daniel Jones' value is a much higher. And I like the move. I like that move. Getting Devonta Smith and Ramondre Stevenson is, you know, that's well worth it to move up. And then you're also moving up from 210 to 205. And uh, you end up a, you know, 2025 second for, you know, Daniel Jones. Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see what some 101 owners think about Devonta Smith and Ramondre Stevenson either. Now, I'm not saying I would accept that trade, um, but the value's got to be pretty darn close between those two and the 101. Uh, in my my personal opinion. So then you're looking at Daniel Bellinger a second in the 210 for 105, 205. Like, uh, again, that Devonta Smith and Ramondre Stevenson, I feel like, is an acceptable start of an offer, right? Um, so Straight up for the 101? Yeah, I think it's an acceptable starting offer. I do. 
right? Especially when you look at the startup we just did, right? De- Devonta Smith was what a fourth round pick. Ramondre Stevenson was a sec a sixth, uh, and the one hundred and one was a mid second. So uh, the one hundred and one went at two hundred and eight. Yep. And then um, Devonta Smith went four hundred and three. Yep. And Ramondre Stevenson Ramondre Stevenson went five twelve. Oh, four. So uh, uh, early four and late five instead yep. of a four and six. So I, yeah, I mean, I think that's, like I said, I would still want the 101, but like I said, you don't go into a trade with your absolute highest offer possible, right? You go yeah, in. Yeah, that, that, that was my, uh, someone DM me today and said, what's your best advice? I'm new to Dynasty. And I said, whatever offer someone sent you, it's probably not their best offer. Yep. Don't come back with an obscene, all right, well, if you add a first-round pick, I'll do it. Yeah. But if it's close to you, you need a running back. He needs a quarterback. You got extra quarterbacks. He's got extra running backs. Kirk Cousins for DeAndre Swift. I said I would take Swift in that deal. And, yeah, if you could get a third-round pick, you know, added on to it, that's fine. If not, just take Swift because Cousins was his third or fourth quarterback. And his second running back, I think, was – um you know, was a top 24 guy, like a Brian Robinson or Damian Pierce kind of a guy. Yep. Yeah. This, I mean, if you can move the one one for this hall, uh, I mean, it's like you said, especially in a super flex, don't, don't hesitate. <laughs> don't hesitate. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, we can go through a few more and if you check the quote tweets, there's a couple in there as well from the quote tweets. All right. Let's see here. Let's see if we can go up and do that. So um, this one, I was very nice, and I said it because he tagged the other owner. And so I tried to be nice and say it looks like both of you guys are are happy. The other guy's not happy, especially after he saw the comments from the Twitter police. Um, This guy received, in my opinion, the 201 or the 24 first more than what would be considered an okay offer. And um, in my, my response to him privately was usually the person receiving the one-on-one is overpaying, not the other way around. And this isn't even close. This is a, probably a, the 24 first more than a somewhat 50, 50 offer. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can see the last line of that, you know, he's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, I have three, four, six, eight, nine, ten 10 now. <laughs> You know, this, is, so. this is the kind of trade where it goes, well, I'm a four-time champion, and I just trade Ard somebody. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's solid. That is yeah, and, and his, solid. The explanation after he started getting attacked in the comments was, we both like Pierce a lot. And I was like, well. Um, yeah, but even then, Pierce at, at best is the 201. Yeah. So now you're getting the 101 and – if this owner that you this Jake Friel was the 101 this year and this is what he did, you're likely a high first next year now. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's rough. That's a yeah. rough shot. Yeah, so. I think you scroll up. There's another one. Did I miss this one? Nope, nope. No, it's down. It should be down. There we go. And then this is just a question. Uh, if Bijan's the 101, who is the 102? And the, it's more for a one quarterback. Who is the 102? The in one quarterback, um, I'd probably lean JSN in a one quarterback. Um, 
if Pittman or if uh, uh, Jordan Addison doesn't pass him up in the remainder of the offseason for me. Uh, but I'm likely taking one of those uh, wide receivers over Jameer Gibbs there. Yeah. Yep. Um, you want to go through some more trades? We get out of here. Uh, we can. You're just gonna have to give me a minute to back out. What What's our time at? What are we? One o three. Oh, we're already over an hour. Let's do one more. Let's close it out with one more. Here we. Oh yeah, this has DeAndre Swift in it. We gotta talk about this one. Yeah, it's a big one. This is uh yeah. one. Got to remember the podcasters can't see this, so it is 101, 201, DPJ, Dotson, Debo, and David Montgomery. So that's Debo, David Montgomery, DPJ, Dotson, 101, 201, four. Waddle, Swift, and Higgins. What side? Yeah, this is where you got to start to package guys together to try to get, there's so much going on. So here's the way I would kind of look at this. Debo Samuel in the 201 uh, for, uh, we'll go T. Higgins. Debo Samuel in the 201 for T. Higgins. Which side would you prefer there? I'm taking the 101 side. Um, I I think the 201 is pretty valuable based on rookie drafts. And uh, I like Higgins, I like Waddle, and I do think that's kind of a win now. But I think B. John Robinson is just so far ahead of Swift um, yep. that I'm taking this deal. Waddle and Higgins are guys that have good value, but you know, on a week-to-week basis, they're not you know, that much different than Debo Samuel Montgomery. And then you're also getting DPJ Dotson in the 201. So um, I like the, the one-on-one side. You're getting a lot more pieces and I think more value. Yeah, definitely. And so the the breakdown I would I always like to do is okay, when I've got so many pieces, let's look at Debo Samuel in the 201 for either T. Higgins or Jalen Waddle. I'm likely gonna take Higgins or Waddle over those two picks. Then I say, okay, well, what am I doing with Montgomery, Dotson, and DPJ? Let's lump them together for the other wide receiver, right? Or De- really probably DeAndre Swift. Would you rather have DeAndre Swift or Montgomery, Dotson, and DPJ? I personally would rather have Swift. Where you? Where would your head be at there? What was that? Would you rather have Swift or Montgomery, Dotson, and DPJ? Uh, Swift. Yeah, so now we're looking at, I would rather have T. Higgins and I would rather have Swift, but here's the big swing. Now you're just left with the 101 versus Jalen Waddle. You're obviously going to take the 101 there. We've seen trades that say T. Higgins and the 103, and they're, they're pretty equal in value. Um, so I, I'm going DeAndre Swift, T. Higgins, and Jalen Waddle's side out of this. I, I get the value of Bijan Robinson right now. And depending on my team, maybe I take it and then I turn around and move the 101 for a whole slew of players. Uh, but I really like the move of going to get known, proven players, especially when we don't know where Bijan Robinson is going to go yet. Uh, so I, I get what is happening here, but when I can get two top 10 dynasty wide receivers and a top 15 dynasty running back for that, which is really, you know, I get the 201 is somewhat valuable. DPJ, eh, David Montgomery, eh, Jahan Dotson, eh, Debo came on in the playoffs. You hope it continues, but you just don't know with, with the way that offense is being run right now with CMC in it. So, I, I'm leaning the DeAndre Swift, T. Higgins, Jayla Waddle side. So, yeah, and not just because of yesterday's game, because yesterday's game was a fluke. Jalen Waddle, and I'm Brad, you didn't get to see it. 
Jalen Waddle had the worst game of his career. He had three drops. Another play was a big play. He also got hurt. Um, but Waddle targets versus Tyreek Hill targets were two to one this year. And there was way too many games where Waddle had less than six targets um, to his health. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver for me moving forward um, until I see more. And Swift is a guy who always will be a top five asset. But do you feel like a top five assets in your lineup every week? No, because I had him in a few spots and it definitely didn't feel that way. And so that's that's where I'm at. I just, you know, I these guys are great assets, but I don't feel, I feel like if you took the name away and put the production in there, I'd rather have the guys in the bottom. Um, and that's where I'm at with this one. But I can see both sides and my comment there. It's just that's a monster trade. And I don't think there's a loser. I just think that, you know, the side I prefer. Yeah, I, I would never recommend monster trades like this. They're just too hard to evaluate. Um, so if you could simplify this offer a little bit, uh, figure out how to get Jahan Dotson and DPJ out of there. Figure out how to get that, you know, David Montgomery, a guy going to a, a most likely a new and team. And this one might have happened. I think, it, I think it went down. Yeah, like figuring out how to simplify this would be – you know, my recommendation, if you get an offer like this, but once it's said and done, I, I'm going to lean the side of the the known assets right now. Well, so. um, we'll go through a few more of these trades on the next episode. Uh, I appreciate all you guys hanging out. Please subscribe, um, comment. It really does support the show. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, make sure you hit us up, join the SGPN fantasy discord. Um, you can follow Brad at FF bourbon dude and follow me at dynasty dorks. Um, as always, good luck this season. Cheers.